The Atlanta Braves have several young prospects who are poised to break out in 2023, but I'm going to tell you why A.J. Smith, Shaver, and Ignacio Nacho Alvarez are my top two picks to have breakout seasons. We'll discuss that and more on Monday, Miners episode of a Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, check out my written work over at Braves Today, si.com slash MLB slash Braves. You want to see my written work. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Subscribe on YouTube if you're new. If you're watching this video there, please do me a favor. Hit that thumbs up button to help support the show and thanks as always for making lockdown braves your first listen of each and every day we post episodes daily five days a week monday through friday and we're free and available on all platforms so please make sure you go out rate review and subscribe to the lockdown braves podcast today's episode is brought to you by ultimate baseball gm if you've ever dreamed of becoming an mlb gm and managing your baseball franchise then this game is definitely for you to download the game just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up in the app stores our listeners get a 100 free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in all caps that's locked on in all caps in the game on today's Miners Monday episode, we're going to look at the top prospects who could have breakout seasons in 2023. Now, the Braves farm system is considered one of the worst in baseball, but there are a lot of really young players in this system with a lot of really good talent that have yet to break out. And I think because of that, there are several great candidates to have breakout seasons in the Braves minor league system this year. And I think a lot of people in the industry are going to look much differently at this Braves farm system when the season is completed than they do now. Later in the episode, we're also going to get into the Kyle Wright news with Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster starting the season in the rotation. We'll discuss that a little bit later on, but I want to get into my breakout prospects for this upcoming season. And if you listen to me at all throughout the offseason, you can probably guess where I'm going to go with this. And I did my top 10 prospects a while back, and I had A.J. Smith-Shawver ranked as my top prospect based on upside in the Atlanta Braves system. And uh, very, very on point that we get to talk about this today because he pitched in Sunday's game. So hopefully you got to watch that and you can kind of see why I'm so high on A.J. Smith-Shawver and why I think he could have a huge breakout season. Now, does it make a lot of sense maybe for somebody to put their top prospect as a breakout candidate? But he's really yet to break out. He's still at the lower levels, pitching at the lower levels. But he hasn't had that breakout season yet that everybody thinks he can have, that I certainly think he can have. He had a 5-1-1 ERA last year in 17 starts. But you look a little deeper, he had a K per nine of 13.5 in 68 and two-thirds innings so again big stuff big strikeout stuff right now the thing for him and you probably see this if you watch him pitch in spring training it's just the command and the control of the pitches and he's still a very young raw talent and he was that when the Braves drafted him so he's still obviously trying to learn that part of his game but the stuff is there 
and it's it's big stuff. It's strikeout stuff. He's just got to learn to harness it a little bit more and needs those reps at the lower levels in the minor leagues. But if he can make some strides in that area this year and cut down on those walks, his walk per nine was up over five last year. If he can get that down closer, you know, under four, you know, ideally he gets that closer to three once he gets to the upper le- levels and continues to develop but even if he can just keep that under four you're going to see that era go down probably a full run if not more and i just think with him likely pitching most of the year at high a rome i just think he has the the capability of dominating that level and putting up some really gaudy numbers in 2023 possibly pitching you know over 100 innings for the first time in his professional career i'm really excited about the season for aj smith shawver I think he's going to put up, like I said, some big numbers at high A Rome, and I think he's going to put a lot of people on notice. He is the one guy for me that if there's a Braves prospect who's going to jump into the top 100 next season for all of baseball, I think it's going to be A.J. smith Shaver, and I think he does that by having a big 2023 at Rome. Now, the other guy, and you all know I love me some nachos, Ignacio Nacho Alvarez is my other breakout prospect candidate for the Braves. Somebody I've talked about a lot. Nobody knew who this guy was when the Braves drafted him. And then, you know, I was going back watching David McCabe and and those guys and and Drake Baldwin to see them because they were bats that we didn't know some about and I was excited about after the draft. But as I was watching them and this guy, Ignacio Alvarez, kept coming up to the plate and just he looks like a hitter. And again, that's my, you know, scouting take on it. And I know that's not much, but when I watch him hit, it just he seems like a hitter. He seems very comfortable in the box. It's a very fluid and natural swing. The bat-to-ball skills are there. You can see that as he walked 26 times and struck out just 15 times last year and 122 plate appearances, yes, at the lower levels. But still, the bat-to-ball skills, uh, making hard, consistent contact you know, in a small sample size at lower levels, but was very, very encouraging from Ignacio Alvarez. So I'm really excited maybe more than any other prospect in the system, to see how he follows that up this year. Again, probably will be in in high A Rome as well. And I think he's somebody, even though he'll turn 20 in April, he's still really young. I think he's somebody that could move pretty quickly because I just think the approach is there. I think it's mature. I think the bat-to-ball skills are really good. I think he's somebody like Avon Grissom, who showed that type of maturity at such a young age at the lower levels that – I could see the Braves moving pretty quickly. Now, you know, there's not really a spot for him right now, but, you know, he is somebody in maybe two to three years I could see being knocking on the door ready to go. But I just love the bat. You know, that's why I put him in my top five prospects of with most upside in the system. I just think the bat's for real. I believe he's going to hit. He slashed 287, 451, 844 last year in those 122 of plate appearance between rookie ball and low A Augusta. The only question for him is, will he grow into some more power? Is he going to be you know, more of a 20 to 25 home run hitter? Is he going to be more in the teens with a bunch of doubles? Because um, he, he has gap power. We just haven't seen over-the-fence type power from him yet. And again, small sample size of what we saw last year at the professional level. But that's really the only question for me with him is does he grow into some more power? And that, to me, is what could potentially keep his ceiling from being possibly an all-star level player to just being you know a really good everyday big leaguer. He's also shown a lot of athleticism. The Braves played him some at shortstop last year. I think he ultimately 
you know, is a third baseman and that's locked up for a long time in Atlanta, but somebody, you know, who has the athleticism and versatility to play on the left side of the infield. I don't really see him as a shortstop, but again, the Braves put him there last year. Perhaps they continue to work him at that position, but again, athletic batch of ball skills, mature approach at the plate. Only question for me really is power. And hopefully we see some of that from him in 2023, but either way, I can't, I can't tell you how excited I am to really get a full season of him to see more of what we saw last year. And if that can continue to grow, we've seen several players who have come in in their first professional season in that short stint, look really good and then regress and fall back the next year. But again, for my somewhat untrained scouting eyes, he just looks like a guy that's going to hit to me. So I can't wait to see what he does in 2023. I got another another, another couple of candidates I want to talk about, including a couple of 2022 picks as well. And then I'll get some of your responses on Twitter and who you think is going to have a breakout season in 2023. We'll talk about that next. Everyone's always looking for a great fantasy game to see how they would do as a GM of a baseball team. And I have just the app for those people. Ultimate Pro Baseball GM, it's a mobile game. It lets you manage your own professional baseball franchise to try and build and win a World Series champion. You want to try to be like Alex Anthopoulos, swing some moves at the trade deadline and win a World Series? Well, you can do that with Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. You manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through a system, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches, managing finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency, all the ups and downs of a season, all this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want, when you want. A lot of the Locked On MLB hosts have been playing this game. It's a lot of fun. It's become very competitive as we got uh, some prizes on the line as well. So I encourage you if you're into this, you want to try it out and you want to try to become a baseball GM or see what you would do as a baseball GM, um, I advise you to go download this app and Locked On Braves listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps. Make sure you put Locked On in all caps in the game store. Make sure you check it out to download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, Ultimate Baseball GM in your app stores. Start your dynasty today. All right, it's going to be a big week on the podcast. It's opening day week, and I should have come with more energy with that at the top, but this is opening day week. I cannot believe that it is here. We're going to have a lot of great coverage. I'm going to have Grant McCauley on the podcast with me later this week as we give our predictions for the upcoming season. We'll have our NLEs preview roundtable coming out this week as well. So it's going to be an exciting week on the podcast. I can't wait for the season to begin. And if you're not already following me on Twitch, make sure you go to twitch.tv slash shortstopball. I'm going to be streaming pretty much all day on opening day. I'm going to be streaming as well during the Braves game. If you want to come watch the game with me while I play some MLB The Show. And then right after that, me and Grant will do the postcast. So we'll be back doing the postcast again this season. Me and Grant will talk more about that later in the week. But I can't wait. We are here. It is opening day week. We will have actual games that matter. Other than the World Baseball Classic games, it didn't matter, and that was fun. But MLB regular season begins this Thursday with the Atlanta Braves taking on the Washington Nationals. So it is here. We've made it that long, brutal offseason that it is. Baseball season is back. 
But let's jump back into our breakout prospects for the upcoming season. And a couple for me right out of the 2022 MLB draft, Owen Murphy and J.R. Ritchie. You know, obviously, both of these are very high picks, so it would not be a surprise to see either or both of them break out this upcoming season. But they're both high school pitchers, and we've talked about them a lot. And I talked about this with Lindsey Crosby when I had him on the podcast. Both just seem so mature. And their stuff is good. Their um, their approach is good. They have good command of their pitches. I could see them moving quickly. Now, I don't think the Braves are going to rush them or anything. It's probably you know still at least two years away before we see one of them knocking on the door. But they also seem like guys that could dominate at the lower level. And I think they probably spend most of the year in, in A-ball, whether they start out in Augusta and move up to Rome or they start in Rome and spend most of the year there. And I think they dominate at the lower levels just because I, I think they're both mature type pitchers who know how to use their stuff effectively and their stuff is just that good. So I see them having very solid breakout years. I could see one of them having a great year in single A and them getting catapulted into a top 100 list some uh, on one of the top many top 100 lists that are out there for next season. So I think Owen Murphy and J.R. Ritchie you know, whichever one you prefer, I think they're both pretty similar. I know some people prefer Murphy, some say Richie, but I think they're both have a ceiling as a number three starter. And I think it's a very pretty safe bet that they reach those ceilings. Perhaps there's a little bit more as they grow and mature, but I'm really, you know, high on both of them. I think they're going to have good seasons in 2023. Now, Cole Phillips, Ambioris Tavares, and Spencer Schwellenbach. All three guys that I'm very high on, but I'm not putting any expectations on them for 2023. Phillips and Schwellenbach in particular are coming back from Tommy John surgery. So this is their year to kind of get reacclimated or acclimated to professional balls. Neither of them have pitched in professional ball either. So I don't really put any expectations on either of them this year. If they come out and have great seasons, it would not be all that surprising, but it's really going to be 2024 for those two, when I look for them to have their breakout seasons, as for Tavares, still just really young, 19 years old. He had injury last year that delayed him as well, so we got to see very little of him in rookie ball. Likely see him start the year in low A, Augusta. Again, him kind of getting acclimated to the States, getting acclimated to full season ball. Not going to put high expectations on him this year, but again, would not surprise me if he has somewhat of a breakout season. My dark horse, and again, you listen to me in the offseason, you may know this is coming as well. We've got to see some of him in spring training. But my dark horse candidate is Kevin Kilpatrick. I just love the athleticism from this guy. Maybe the most athletic player in the Braves system. He's going to strike out a lot. You even saw that at the lower levels last year at professional ball. But he also hit nine doubles, a triple, and a home run in 32 games last year. Stole 10 bags as well just gives you a little bit of everything. And he has that potential to be a five-tool type of player. And I just think he's somebody that if he puts it all together, a very another really raw talent, but a guy the Braves took at the back half of the draft last year that I think has tremendous upside. And if he can put it together with all those tools, I just think he has the ability to become a breakout candidate and really uh, get the attention of a lot of, of prospect evaluators, evaluators in the Braves as well this upcoming season. And then I wrote down Braden Shoemake. You know, does he count? He had been in the system for a long time, but what we saw in spring training, 
if the bat is for real and we know the defense is there and we got to see that in spring training, but if the bat is for real and he goes to triple a and continues to hit like that. And let's say he's a, a 280 hitter and a 330, 340 on base guy at triple a and shows 15 to 20 home run type power. That's a breakout season in my mind for Braden Shoemake. He had a little bit of a breakout season after he got drafted in 2019. And then it's been kind of down ever since then. But if he shows that potential with the bat at triple a in 2023, first of all, he may not be at triple a very long. He may get called up, but it could be a breakout season for Braden Shoemake, which is kind of odd to say, because it seems like he's been around for so long. Now his Twitter responses Austin Kane reached said Spencer Swellenbach. I talked about him. I'm not putting expectations on him this year, but I do think he's a breakout candidate for 2024 for sure. But I, I am excited. He's another player that I'm just really excited to see in 2023. Big Dog Fan says J.R. Richie. We talked about Richie. You know, he may have the better upside. Again, I go back and forth on both of these guys, but somebody that can reach the upper 90s obviously comes with a little bit of upside. Razor Reb also said Schwellenbach. Steve Lamb said Dylan Dodd, and I did not mention Dylan Dodd or Jared Schuster. We're going to talk more about them here in a, in a second, but I do think it could be a breakout year for Dylan Dodd. I really just kind of didn't focus a lot on the players at the upper levels, but could be a breakout season for Dodd and Schuster. You could say perhaps last year was Dodd's breakout season. You could perhaps say the same for Schuster as well. Uh, Michael Honcho says Nacho Alvarez fitting that somebody with the name Honcho picked Nacho as their breakout candidate. Zach Pitt picked Nacho as well. And Caleb Koo says uh, Kadon Morton and Steven Pellini. Uh, interesting. Both of them had really good on base percentages last year at single a Augusta 341 on base for Morton 12 home runs in 107 games, but a 33.4% strikeout rate is very alarming at that late level. Paylini, pretty much the same, a 331 on base, seven home runs, but a 27.4% strikeout rate. So perhaps some potential there if they can uh, gain some plate di discipline, but those are very concerning strikeout rates for that level. All right, next we'll get into the news of the day on Sunday with Kyle Wright getting some more time before coming back, which means we will have Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster in the starting rotation to begin the season. We'll talk about that next. The Built March Madness bracket is here. By the time you're listening to this, the Final Four will be set. And we know you have your favorite bar or puff, so now's the time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for that, Cookies and Cream. And if you want the Braves to win the World Series, you will vote for Cookies and Cream as well. Go support your team in the March Madness and also support your bar or puff at BuiltMarchMadness.com. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built is the best protein bar out there maybe ever. Seriously, they've got so much going on for them. They're so good for you, and they're also great for you as well. They're high in protein, low in sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate, so you can't go wrong there. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick as March is running out soon as we're getting ready for opening day of baseball season. 
We'll start with the news from Sunday because pretty significant news here. And Kyle Wright, he's going to start the year on the IL. I had kind of been hinting at this all last week, and I think it just makes a lot of sense to give Kyle Wright some more time to get back. Since you have Schuster and Dodd both throwing the ball really well in spring training and both deserving of an opportunity, no reason to really rush Kyle Wright back. No huge concerns there. And Wright himself said he expects to be back for that first home series of the year. But I just thought it made a lot of sense. And I thought there was a good chance that this might happen. And Kyle Wright will start the year on the IL. So Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd will both be in the starting rotation to begin the season. Who would have thought that coming into spring training? Wright will start one more game against minor leaguers, and then he'll make one start for Gwinnett. And then, like he, like I said, like he said, he could be back for that first home series. So it looks like Schuster will pitch the third game of the series. It'll go um, Freed, Strider, Schuster, Morton, and then Dodd, and then uh, Freed again, and then P Spencer Strider, April 6th, the Braves home opener. I'm super pumped about that because I'll be in attendance. So you get to see, if you're going to the home opener for the Braves, you get Spencer Strider on the mound against the San Diego Padres. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then we'll see what happens that next time through the rotation. If Wright is ready by then, or if Dodd gets another start, you know, the way they kind of put it in the pecking order there, you know, I guess they could insert Wright either, either way they wanted to, um, but we'll, that will work itself out. A lot of people have asked me about the possibility of going to a six man rotation. Snickers been hesitant to, do that or even mention it as a possibility in the past. I know he's been asked about it a, a few times and he's kind of just shot it down. I've always been of the mindset that if you have six starters who are going to give you a chance to win every day out, I think it makes sense because as I talked about, you know, last week when I talked about the starting pitching preview for this year, you want your best guys healthy for the postseason. I don't want to put, you know, the cart before the horse. I feel like this Braves team is going to make the postseason fairly easily. And if I have to come back and eat those words, then so be it. But this team on paper is a postseason team, whether that's the division or one of the three wild card spots. I feel like they're going to make the postseason. So keeping your guys fresh and healthy for the postseason, in my mind, should be of utmost importance. You saw what happened last year. The Braves used all their energy to track down the Mets. Freed's not healthy at the right time. Strider's not healthy at the right time. And you saw what that did to the Braves in the postseason. So if you can go to a six-man rotation and you have six guys, and this is key, you got to have six guys who you feel like give you a chance to win each time out, I feel like that's the route to go. You know, to try to save some innings and try to get, keep guys healthy for the postseason. But you're also taking starts away from Max Fried and Spencer Strider, and you don't want to do that as well. So I understand not wanting to go to a six-man rotation, and this stuff ultimately works itself out for the most part in the end. But Braves are in a very good position, obviously, but I just thought it made too much sense not to, you know, to not rush Kyle right back and just let Dodd and Schuster begin the year in the rotation. Nick Anderson and Michael Tonkin will begin the day opening, begin the year in the opening, opening day bullpen with Iglesias and Wright being on the IL. Dodd will not be added until he's needed on April 4th. Tonkin is out of options. So it'll be interesting to see what the Braves do with him. I think Nick Anderson's the better option, but it's going to be a short window here for Tonkin to try to prove he belongs at the major league level because once Dodd's needed, I would assume he's the odd man out in the bullpen. You could send Nick Anderson down to see you have the ability to do so and keep him. If you you know were to option Tonkin, he'd have to go through waivers and you likely lose him. But 
I think Nick Anderson is the better option in the bullpen. So we'll see how the Braves play that. We already know how much they value depth. So maybe they hang on to Tonkin and send Anderson down whenever Dodd's ready to come up. But again, that stuff usually works itself out. As far as some game takeaways from over the weekend, mentioned Dylan Dodd already. Maybe his worst start of the spring on Friday. And still, if he gave you this start in the regular season, you would take it all day. Five innings, eight hits, two walks, three earned run, and five strikeouts. So again, not a terrible outing by any means. And he, if he does this every fifth day as your fifth starter, you will live with that, especially with the Braves offense. You'll win many games with your starting pitcher giving you that line with, again, the way the Braves offense is and their bullpen. Um, but, you know, solid start overall for Dylan Dodd. On Saturday, in the most bizarre thing ever in spring training, the Braves played split split squad games against the Twins. Both split split, split squad games. Man, that is a, a tough one there. A tongue twister for sure. They played the Twins, and they went 9-4 to four in both split squad games. I want to make sure I said that correctly one time. Won both of these games 9-4. to four. That is a, a pretty, pretty odd thing there to happen in spring training. Pilar had two hits and a walk, so good to see. Uh, so he's likely going to be on the roster. And Sam Hilliard as well had a good day going three for five. Acuna in the other game had a triple and a moonshot of a home run that I have watched probably 30 times at this point. If you haven't seen it yet, make sure you go back and see that home run from Acuna on Saturday. Great to see. You know, it was the one thing that I mentioned. I said I, would, I wasn't worried about it, but I, I wanted to see him get that spring training home run. And, man, he came out and uh, he – he hit one of the most beautiful home runs you will ever see. So make sure you go back and watch that. Freed had his final tune-up on Saturday. Strider had his final tune-up on Sunday. Riley had a, an oppo taco on Sunday as well. Shout out to Brian Jordan. Won't be part of the broadcast anymore, but an oppo taco and just a beautiful swing that he laced out to right center field. So Riley, and I feel like he's kind of gotten overlooked. He's had a really good spring training as well, but because Matt Olson has just been fantastic otherworldly in spring training. I feel like Riley's somewhat been overlooked and he kind of got off to a slow start, but uh, he has really heated up here lately. Those two batting two and two and three in the low order, not to mention Ronald Acuna Jr. at leadoff. I mean, that potentially could be the best one through three in all of baseball with the way they're going. I mentioned Smith Shalver earlier. He got to pitch on Sunday, three innings, no hits, one walk, one hit by pitch and two strikeouts. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was the most overly dominating performance. Obviously, if you watch it, you see he kind of struggles with command, but didn't give up any hits. Again, just got to work on that command. He did walk a batter, hit a batter. Scary situation there with Connor Joe. Hope he's okay. Uh, but, you know, the stuff is there. Just got to work on that command a little bit. And then I got to mention Forrest Wall. I mean, I know spring training numbers don't mean a lot, and we saw that with the way the shortstop position played out. But Forrest Wall this spring, 393, 469, 536 slugging percentage, four doubles, nine runs, seven runs batted in, four walks and four strikeouts, and six stolen bases without getting caught. I mean, he I think he has caught the attention of the Braves coaching staff. It'll be interesting to see how things play out with him at Gwinnett, with Eli White as two. Look, I'm not going to lie. I hardly paid any attention to Gwinnett games last year. There just wasn't a lot to get excited about there. But Gwinnett's going to be the team to watch this season. I mean, as much as the Atlanta Braves are going to be exciting, you look at all the talent down there at Gwinnett with, with Eli White and the promise he showed in spring training, Forrest Wall, Von Grissom, and Braden Shoemake down there, all the starters that are down there, Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder, Mike Soroka, Michael Soroka will be down there at some point. You know, whoever gets kicked out of the rotation between Schuster and Dodd, 
Gwinnett's going to be the place to be. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see that. And again, makes me so excited that that's the case because coming into spring training, my biggest concern just was upper level depth in the, in the farm system. And I feel so much better about that now as opposed to at the beginning of spring training. So that is certainly a positive sign for the Braves. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Locked on Braves. Again, going to be a big week, opening day week on the podcast. So make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Braves where you get your podcast, subscribe on YouTube as well. And thanks as always for making Locked on Braves your first listen of each and every day. Now go make your second listen, the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast with host Lindsey Crosby, who's talking about the biggest and brightest stars of tomorrow. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at lockdown underscore Braves. Follow me at shortstopball. Follow me over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash shortstopball. I'll be doing some watch parties throughout the year during Braves games. You want to come over there and check that out. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. If you're new, hit that thumbs up button. If you're still watching that video, I do really appreciate it. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 